good lord above as trevor would say in gta 5 my goodness gracious i'm talking about yesterday when i tried to give some advice to the iron order and boy did some of them take that i got over 80 emails asking Hey, what club would you recommend in my area? Can you help me out? I'm kind of disinfected over here. I was like, wow, man. I think people are waking up, don't you think? I'm thinking. You guys have a problem over there, man, when they have to reach out to me and ask, hey, what good clubs are out there? I'd really like to get into the real scene. You know how many people said real scene? I couldn't believe it. Holy cow, I opened up a Pandora's box. You know, I, I'm still trying to get through the emails, everybody, and uh, the best I can, but they keep coming in off of that video. But I will keep you updated. We have a story out of the Canberra Times that we're going to talk about. It is the Finks. Yes, the Finks. I don't know if they have a chapter here in the United States or what. I heard they do, but who knows, man. Uh, Finks, uh, bikey's not guilty of the Mongol revenge shooting. That is is our main story to today by Karen Sweeney and this was updated uh, as of March 13th two Fink's bikies have been found not guilty of attempted murder of a rival club member who was shot in the head in an alleged revenge attack that just shows you the dude who got shot in the head he tough he's tough man I'm telling you Get shot in the head, survive that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kudos, man. Rocco Cura was lucky to survive uh, an August 29th shooting, or 2019 uh, shooting, after being lured into a street in suburban Melbourne in a belief he was meeting a woman he'd been talking to on Instagram. You gotta watch. You know what? I'm not trying to bash women here. Trust me, I am not trying to bash you. But they, you know what? Women are the prime lures into some nasty business. You got to be careful with women. You can get set up with women in the scene. Especially if it's not a good thing that's going on. You know, especially if you've been uh, meeting them on Instagram... But I know Instagram is the big thing out in Australia, and I still got to admit, you guys have some bang-ass uh, broads out there. Holy cow. It was alleged he was ambushed by Mongols, Bikies, uh, Pivia, Sita, and Sion. Oh my goodness gracious, I ain't going to butcher that last name. But jurors found the two men not guilty on Tuesday after a weeks-long Victorian Supreme Court trial. Now, I wonder here, I wonder here. It's, uh, oh, okay, I get it now. That's what led to the revenge type of deal. I get it, I get it. Uh, prosecutors allege uh, Mr., I'll try this one here, I'll try it. Hoka Funnu. 
Yeah, it didn't work out. I'll just call him Mr. H. How's that? Was one of two gunmen who fired 11 or 12 shots at Makura after allegedly being driven to the scene by Mr. Sitta. Another man accused of being the second shooter is having his case heard separately. I bet he wishes that uh, he was having his trial with these guys. He would have got uh, thrown out. You know what I mean? Jurors were shown for footage during the trial which showed a silver BMW parked in front of Mr. Kira's car before the two men jumped out and fired shots. That sounds familiar. I wonder if they got that off the Godfather. You know, that scene where, uh, what is it, Sonny uh, Corleone, he gets, uh, you know, the, going through that toll thing, and the car in front stops, and then the car in back, and next thing you know, all kinds of Tommy guns are coming out. I'm just wondering if that's where they got that idea. It sounds like that. And then, of course, the prosecutor, uh, Neil Hudden, had told jurors the shooting was retribution for the shooting of Mr. H in the the foot days earlier. What the hell does that mean? And I wonder, me, I don't have, I have problems with the English language. The hell? Huh. There was talk among everyone that he was dead. Well, obviously, he's not dead. He survived that gunshot to the head. That is amazing. You know, I know it happens, you know, all the time where you have this miraculous type of miracles that happen. But getting popped in the head? Now, I, you know, I can get it if they were using like a 22 at uh, 20 or 30 yards. Yeah, that's not going to really do that much damage. But if he was shot with like a 38 or a 45, my God, half of his freaking head would be blown off. So, it, uh, I wonder what freaking, uh, let's see here, does it say? No, it don't even say the caliber of the gun in this story. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, next story, we're going to go up to MMA News. And that's one thing about the MMA. You got some big boys out there in clubs now. I always used to say, hey man, if I ever fought uh, Mike Tyson, I'd need a shotgun. Well, I'm saying the same thing about some of these MMA guys in clubs. You need a shotgun to go, man. You never know. They're going to get you at a headlock, twist you all around like a pretzel and stuff like that. I don't know. Biker gang leader alleged to have ambushed and murdered an MMA fighter. Now, this is the former motorcycle club leader, Richard Alexander. He's on trial of the murder of an amateur MMA fighter, John Dylan Brown. Now, I guess this guy is the former president of the Devil's Army Motorcycle Club. I guess they're a real big club up there, uh... Where is this? British? Uh, no, it's Vancouver that they're reporting it on, but I don't know other than that. Uh, news outlets in Vancouver had been reporting on the trial of Alexander as he faces charges of first-degree murder. These charges come after the body of Dylan Brown was discovered in his car. Now, I guess the reason why he did this 
was there was a potential lawsuit going on, and I guess he wanted to settle it out of court. You know, I'm not trying to be smart here. Sorry. Evidence presented in court showed Alexander and Dylan Brown having multiple correspondence about the potential settling the lawsuit outside of court, which Alexander even offered $10,000 to stop things from proceeding forward. And I guess uh, by March 11th, the payout was no longer the plan. The plan was murder, the Crown Prosecutor said. You know what that reminds me of? Again, we got to go back to the movies here. Casino, where that broad was trying to sue the casino to see their numbers and was going to court and all that stuff. And the boys out in Kansas sending Joe Pesci. And you know what? Put her to sleep. Settled out of court, man. Sometimes that stuff happens. Uh, now, he allegedly had Dylan uh, meet him at the Devil's Army Clubhouse. That's what I don't understand. The clubhouse deal. Why would you crap in your backyard? I don't understand. Maybe us Americans think a little different. You know, this is Canada. You know, nothing against Canadians, man. You got your way. You got your culture up there. I'm not trying to be a prick. Uh, but it just seems pretty weird that you would bring that kind of stuff into your backyard, don't you think? Just a question. Just a question. Second part of the show, we're going to go with China now, and guess what we're talking about? Classifications of women. And why are we talking about classifications of women? We're talking about it because you got to beware. You got to be careful out there, people. You men, whatever. Hey, if you're in the women, you're in the women. Hey, better for me. Anyway, you got to know who's crazy. Who's going to get you thrown in jail? All that kind of stuff. So that's what we're going to be talking about on the second half. I think it's going to be interesting. And I think me and China Dow is probably going to get in an argument. Because every time I talk about women, we always get in an argument. And then I have to hear it all day long. You should feel sorry for Hollywood. Anyway, we'll be right back after this. this motorcycle madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Join the Insane Throttles Members Only Club. Two ways to join over on Spotify and YouTube Insane Throttle Biker News' channel, by the way. With your membership, you get exclusive content Monday through Friday. China Dow's on there with me. Y'all love China Dow. Also, you get an invite to the yearly Rumble in the Woods where we get together, have parties, have fun. So make sure you join the Insane Throttles Members Only Club over on Spotify or YouTube. Rock on! Messiah to save us all 
accident. They'd be so powerful, you could stand on your head and sh** on the ceiling. That position would not only be unavailing, but also undignified. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention, please? It's time to make some noise. What's up, everyone? Welcome over to the Saturday show. You just came over from Insane Wheels. I appreciate it. Man, Rick Fairless is something else, ain't he, man? Old school 60 hippie, if you ask me. And that's what brought up something that I wanted to talk about today. And that is old school chopper builders, man. And I'm not talking about these choppers that is new school are being made now. There are some monstrosities out there, but I'm talking about guys who made their own parts, who took what they could from, you know, from here, from there, everywhere to build a custom bike. It's something you really don't see anymore. You know, Indian Larry, Jesse James, yes, but these new school bikers, no. No. And it's an end of an era, if you ask me. A lot of these guys are in their 70s, 80s. A lot of them have passed away now. And it's like an a lost art form that we're no longer seeing now. They used to be able to chop out not only Harleys, but we're talking CB750s, Hondas. Yamas, the list can just go on and on. And it kind of disappoints, you know, because I remember coming up, they were still around. And a lot of that style was still around. But now you got mostly the Cholo style. You got these big wheel baggers, which how the hell do you ride them things? And I'm not trying to be negative towards big wheel baggers. But really, how do you ride them? It just, it it confuses the hell out of me. You had many awesome builders. You know, you had Royce uh, Suarez uh, Garcia's out there. They used to call him Chicano Roy. He was mostly on the Latino set. Uh, You had Brian Jones out there. You had Ben Hardy. You had Sugar Bear with his custom front ends. Arlen Ness, you know, Rat Fink played around a little bit with the motorcycles, uh, where he was a hot rod too. But so many guys that really molded the scene as a whole, especially in the 60s and 70s, man. That one you know, with the long ass freaking uh, Springer front end. And then you got your bars like this is like, man, how the hell you even ride them things. But I wanted to take a minute to show you what choppers I'm talking about. And then we'll go on to some uh, more in depth with the builders of them bikes and that style of bike. So take a quick uh, look right here. We'll be right back. Finding peace in this prison never seemed so long before. What am I searching for? Just a touch of the feeling, the feel of rush of two hearts beating. Why am 
And those are the type of bikes I'm talking about right there. They are an art form. All the blood, all the sweat, tears, and all the different swear words that they were able to come up with while they were building that. You think an auto mechanic can have some swear words, but those bike builders, woo! And it reminds you of a time where I could actually say, you know, people say freedom. That's why we ride. Them were the heirs of freedom right there. Can you imagine it? No cell phones, no GPSs, no computers, none of that. All it was was they got on their bikes and went on freaking cross-country trips on a damn hardtail. None of us could go probably freaking a mile on a hardtail anymore. But they did it in their old age and everything. They were so dedicated to the lifestyle that they didn't change for anybody. Those old timers, if you ever get to sit down with any of them, they're going to tell you stories that are just amazing. You just want to sit there, pop some popcorn and listen, man. You might want to take some notes of the freedom that they got to experience. It's really a freedom that you don't get nowadays. And a lot of people might argue that. And of course, every generation is going to say, Hey, it was better in this year than it is now. And like the newer ones, the newer kids out there are going to say, Hey, you know, this is the best time to be a biker. And I would go back and say, well, hell no, it wasn't. Uh, the 90s were early 2000. And then the Vietnam generation bikers going to come back and say, you guys don't know nothing. This is how we used to get down. 
this is what we used to do. And then you wake up and realize, damn, man, that sounded fun. You know, this country was in such anarchy in the 60s that you had all this amazing stuff, you know, not politics, man. You had all this amazing stuff happening in the 60s and 70s that you were like, when you read it, you're blown away. Or if you hear it from one of them, you're blown away. Now, when you think choppers, I get it. Everybody thinks of, you know, easy riders and the bikes that were involved in that one. Me personally, I don't like the bikes. Maybe it's the paint or the way they portrayed it, but the style is there. The style of nothing but bare bones. That's what a lot of people don't understand today is those bikes were bare bones, man. You only put on what you needed on there. Now you have radios on there. You got windshields on there. And, you know, because uh, e Easy Riders or Brooklyn Biker, Easy Rider was a great magazine. They got some old copies or a new format to the Easy Riders that my generation knew. And that's what I say all the time. We didn't have this internet stuff. We didn't know what was going on, say, on the West Coast or, say, on the East Coast. We had to wait for Biker, Outlaw Biker, uh, Easy Riders, uh, uh, you know, Iron Horse magazines to come up and look at motorcycles or find out what was going on in the scene. So there's one good thing about nowadays. You do get to see that. That's just like uh, Daytona 2023. We wouldn't have known about that stuff until you either went or you bought one of them VHS tapes from Easy Rider that covered uh, the event up. And that's where you got to see the real cool-ass choppers. And I would challenge you. I would challenge you. To go over to YouTube and try to find the vintage chopper pics or the vintage chopper videos and look at the difference between then and now. It's a whole different feeling if you ask me. And when people ask me about, well, this is what I think a biker is or that's what I think a biker is. In the back of my mind, I always would go back to some of the stuff that I was told by the old timers. They really didn't give a shit what the hell you thought. You were what you were. You didn't need anybody else's approval of what you thought was a biker. That's one of the biggest things that come out of creators. They try to explain every damn thing where there's no explanation needed or if you do need an explanation go to somebody who's doing it you want to go learn how to make a fender or you want to go make a gas tank youtube's great for that but it's not as good as actually 
going to a shop and saying, hey, can I look at this? Can I look, uh, can I watch you do something? That's how some of the best builders learned how to do things was being around others that were in the same type of field. And I think a lot, it, it, a lot's been lost. I was one of the biggest ones who believed in apprenticeships. Apprenticeships where you can learn your craft. Now everything is automated or people want to rush through. They don't consider it an art form. Now there's different, uh, you know, sets within the culture and different styles. Like we have the Cholo that's real popular right now. That came from the Chicanos. And then you have the big butt, you know, the big wheel set stuff. And I'm not going to even lie, man. I don't know if that was across the board or who started that. But God, is that awful. Anyway. Or then in the, you know, the early 2000s, you had stuff like OCC pushing this, uh, the spider bike or the custom, you know, trinkets or whatever. And we used to argue back then. It's like, man, that ain't no damn chopper. Just because you put a front end on it, don't make a damn chopper. We're talking bare bones. Okay, did you weld your own frame? And that's one thing that I'm going to be covering. I'm going to be shooting in June, but this is going to be a little different type of series. Now, a lot of people go out there and go to these known bike builders. They want to get an interview with them so bad. You know, the famous ones like the Billy Lanes or the Jesse James, which, you know, I'm going to sit here and say Jesse James knows how to work that metal and he's a hard ass worker. Still doing it to this day. Now he's into uh, making guns. He's a gunsmith too. So at least he knows hard work. But when you start going into this newer stuff, I get it. People want to see that. But you got to remember a lot of builders, a lot of guys who made these choppers were in clubs. And a lot of people don't know that. They were clubs, club guys, and there was intended purposes behind them building them bikes. So I'm going to begin and going out and visiting some clubs that uh, build bikes and featuring their bikes because they need to be featured. But there was one of the most famous builders was Tom, and he was with the L4 Steros. And if you don't know the L4 Asteros, you really are lacking some education within this scene. So take a little look right here of who he is. It's just a uh, short clip. Just a short clip. Check you it out. You either got that talent or you don't have it. I mean, you know, you can show somebody how to use a paintbrush, but you can't teach them how to paint a picture. The fact that I had to fucking get this bike done, I, I, I just kept working on this because because I I wanted to keep my word on that I was going to be there, and I knew it, what I had to do. It's got uh, duck tail back, 
no center post, the oil tanks in, in, in the fender, and uh, uh, the colors are my new uh, paint that I invented. It's uh, called uh, it's called iridescent multispectral, and uh, it took me a while to remember that name. <laughs> Two things I got out of that. One of the biggest things that he said that hit me hard when I was looking at these clips was he wanted to make sure he kept his word. Your word meant everything to these old timers. Most of the stuff they did was on handshake deals. And you lived up to them deals or you'd get a dotted eye and they wouldn't talk to you anymore anyway because they would consider you a liar. So that's one thing that I got out of it. And another thing was the fact that, hey, not everybody's cut out to do this. As far as building a bike, you can hand them something, like he said, an airbrush, but will they know how to draw or paint? And that's just like tattooing. Some people can, some people can't. A lot of people, and uh, next uh, Sunday, not this Sunday, actually tomorrow I got Mike Ball on at 7 p.m. Central. But the following week I got Lunchbox on, uh, a very popular tattooist uh, in uh, Wisconsin that's going to be coming. And we're going to be talking that. See, I'm trying to put new content out there that I'm sorry to say I like doing that I can get into. You know, I know I'm known for the biker news stuff, but I want to get into the, you know, the nitty gritty of, you know, bikes and tattoos and rallies. And I'm looking forward to the club builders that nobody else is going to feature. And it's always been that way with people that were in clubs. They never got noticed for what they did. Actually, they got ripped off, if you ask me. Most of the guys in clubs got ripped off all their designs, and somebody else made the money on it. Because, let's face it, them old scooter tramps did not care whatsoever about getting rich. All they cared about was jumping on that bike and being free. All they cared about was going out with their buddies, drinking beer, smoking some dope, and ended up about, you know, 500 miles away and they would pull up and sleep in a ditch. If, and that's something you can't do today because you had cops all over you. But if you look at a lot of the chopper pictures, a lot of the weekend parties, you'll see most of the bikes were choppers with a tarp slung over them. That must have been the coolest thing in the world. Most of the days now, you wouldn't have any, hell, you can have a hard time getting them to go camping. They'd rather go stay in a motel than be out in the woods partying it up. And I know Daytona is coming into an end right now. 
and I've been asked about them big rallies, I don't like them. You know, I've been to Daytona a few times. I don't like it. Because, and I'll talk about this Monday, about rubs or rubbers as I call them, how they transformed these rallies into something they weren't intended to be. And all the fun, anyway, at Daytona happens away from Daytona. It happens on the outlying stuff. But these parties that used to happen, and then still, it, it probably does. But you would go out to a campground or you go out to the woods and just get stupid. That was the true freedom. And, you know, that art form that are those bare bone choppers. My God. The bare bone choppers. Those are the ones where you would see in Easy Riders where you had a woman laying across the butt ass naked. Now they would get all freaked out the way this PC world is. It's just craziness. Hell, they got to paint their titties in Florida at Daytona Bike Week. Sturges, same thing. How many of you know who the Jack Pine Gypsies are? How many who know who the Oregon uh, Hill uh, Riding Club is? That's a dying breed right there. And don't you think it is a dying breed where a lot of people don't keep their word anymore? That went along with everything. Let's see here, Jeffrey, as a 50 years younger man, I have an old timer that I have been helping work at his home steed bartering, say for work done at my home. The gentleman has sparked my interest in motorcycles. That's some cool stuff right there. But there's, and that's one of the things that I talked about on a previous video on insane wheels. You want to know how you can get true brotherhood? You want to know how you actually achieve it? It's going to sit in that garage, working on a motorcycle together, telling lies about who you slept with, about what you did. It's just sitting there working on that motorcycle. That motorcycle is supposed to be everything that this thing's supposed to be about. And a lot of people have lost that. It's more of the drama. It's more of the politics than just sitting in the garage talking crap. How people get so butthurt nowadays. Hell, I got biker channels. And when I'm doing Madhouse with China Dow, you get people that get butthurt and actually send me emails. I can't believe you talk that way. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, damn, you could have never took where I came from then. You wouldn't have lasted in that era. And you really wouldn't have lasted in the 60s and 70s. Just listen to like David Allen Coe. Okay, come on. Or 
uh, Dago and criminal history. Those were some old time way of thinking right there. If you listen to David Allen Cole's 18 and over album, you probably freak out if you're PC. But a lot of these guys started in their garages. Hell, Jesse James, that's where he started. And you would have to consider him an old school type of builder. One thing that I didn't like about the Easy Riders thing is they didn't give any, uh, they didn't come out and give uh, Sugar Bear any of his due. You know, he worked on that bike and I think it was, uh, what else is it? Uh, There's another guy that worked on that bike, I forget. But they didn't give him his due, but that was actually a different time period. You know, because it seems like uh, the culture goes along with, it kind of mirrors what everybody else is going through. So back then, they're not going to give a black guy the credit he deserves for what he did. And now it's the most sought-after freaking front ends there are. Oh, you got a sugar bear. Jesse James, now these are present builders, I believe mirror the older fellas. Does everything by hand, makes all, you know what, he makes these parts by hand. He can work metal like, (laughs) you know what, he's like the god of metal, man. And the ideas that he comes up with. And it's just not because of the shows, he was introduced through them. Because I don't think that we would have been introduced to Jesse James unless it was for the Discovery Channel and all that type of stuff. Or the biker build-off. I think his style is more... (sighs) Tom's. From El Foresteros. I think that's the style he really uh, does good. And then you have Dustin Knott, of course. He he's a real good one. Uh, and then Roland Sands design. Come on, we can't leave that out. There's so many, but there's also some you know a lot that are going into different areas of building a bike. And hey, I love any motorcycle, man. But I do love the fact that they really put blood, sweat, and tears into everything. And I really wish the younger guys would be able to enjoy what we got to enjoy without all this PC crap. You know, this PC stuff is really ruining what this is supposed to be all about. Hell, it seems like you have the rubs on one side, the old timers on the other, uh, the old school way of thinking on the other side. And now that you have so many of these rubs around, it's like they're watering everything down. And that's a sad thing because they want to talk freedom, but they really don't know what the freedom is. 
they don't know how to work on their own bikes. And that's what's always surprised me. Is people can't even change the oil. It, it confuses me. You're going to get this motorcycle. And yeah, you might have the money to have somebody else do it. But where is the dedication to your motorcycle if you can't do it yourself? Where is your dedication to change a damn spark plug? How are you going to become one with that motorcycle? And that's what them guys did. They became one with their motorcycle. Hell, they built every nook and cranny of the damn things. So they had their soul into it. And I understand with new technology now, I get it, all the electronics, but that doesn't mean you can't learn how to change a damn oil or you can't change a primary or you can't put on a set of bars. But I think it's laziness is taking over and dependent on others to take care of your bike. So what happens? You break down. Well, it used to be, well, you had a toolkit with you and you knew how to work on that damn bike and you knew what you could do in order to get it back up. Now everybody wants to call a tow truck. It was funny on insane wheels. I asked them, would you rather have an Evo or would you rather have a Milwaukee 8 if you were in the middle of a cornfield with no cell signal whatsoever, you couldn't get out on the internet, none of that, and it was 10 miles to the nearest town, would you rather have an Evo or a Milwaukee 8? And a lot of people came back, yeah, Evo, but a lot of other people came back, well, the Milwaukee 8, because they're not going to break down. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what you can think, but everything breaks down eventually. Hell, I got a 2003 Chev uh, Silverado. Runs great. But you know what? I'll see that 2019, 2020 that's supposedly supposed to be better on the side of the road while I'm still going. But I know how to take care of it. Something comes up, you fix it right away. You don't let it fester. But with an Evo, if you had a tool kit on you, you'd have take that whole engine out of that bike right there on the side of the road if you had to but you were able to do the work yourself. And that just shows you what people rely on now. They don't rely on their own personal knowledge. They don't rely on themselves to get themselves out of a jam. I don't know what they would think if they went down on a Milwaukee 8 in the middle of nowhere with no self signal. Oh, I don't know what to do. Well, you should have thought about that beforehand. And I'm not, you know, to me, Evo was the best engine. But 
because it was reliable. It was easy to work on. That's why when I had a chance, I bought this freaking dresser in a heartbeat because it was an Evo. Even if it, you know, I wouldn't have went with the twin cam one. I wouldn't have went with the Milwaukee eight because I know an Evo hardcore. I know how to work on them. Yeah, I know how to work on a twin cam, but it was much easier for an Evo. But people don't understand because they wanted to give different excuses like, oh, well, wait a second, man. Wait a second. It ain't going to break down. Come on, man. Get off of that. Say that when you're in the middle of a cornfield. Next thing you know, and say, oh, Hollywood was right. I feel dumb. And again, I a lot of people might get scared of working on the new ones. The electronics is ridiculous. It's stupid with all the electronics, but you know, we became a society where we defend, you know, depend on all that technology and stuff. And then I have to ask myself, does that ruin the ride? You got to remember, it took me until this last year to finally get a bike with the radio. Finally. And half the time I don't have it on. But it's, you know, I'm older with the rides better. But I wouldn't want all this GPS stuff or all these doodads I got to look at. Because that's taken away from the ride for me. And again, maybe it's because I'm a little older. I'm turning 50 that I didn't need any of that stuff. Just like the old timers didn't need any crap to go on their bikes. And I brought up the uh, San Francisco Hells Angels, and there's actually an interview on this on YouTube. Hey, Nitro, where they talk about why they made the bikes the way they did because of the hills, all that stuff. And you heard me talk about it before. Go look it up. They say straight up. And that's why I say the guys in the clubs were the pioneers. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what newspaper history you look at. It's the clubs that were the pioneers of building bikes. Come on. What, what would be so cool? And it would only come from a guy's head that was during that time period, the upsweep pipes that went above your head. Come on, how cool is that? You think Harley Davidson would have came up on that? No, what they did was improve on the Harley Davidson design. Come on, these are guys that took a CV750 and made a badass chopper out of them. You didn't make fun of them choppers. Those CB750s, you didn't make fun of them. David, building a chopper currently mostly are there, bar the engine at this point, saving for a 103 SNS shovel, rock and roll. Uh, Jeffrey, radio interesting. I asked about the same thing to the old timer guy, told me, why does one need a radio? When you can hear and listen to your motor and motors, we can talk about, you know, we talk about the Evo with the carburetor. That's where, what 
really gave you a nice thump where, uh, you know, the twin cam and M8, uh, I don't know. You know, I'll leave that to you to decide because I'm kind of biased on the Evo. But could you imagine stripping a bike down like they did, having a hardtail, or, you, you know, one of them uh, seats with the springs on them, that's all they had, and taking that motorcycle cross-country? Oh, my God, my ass hurts right now. My back's killing me just thinking about it. But they did that. So that's what I consider to be freedom right there. What they did. Not what we see today. Not what we see today. Let's see here. There's no replacement for displacement. My pl pipes play percussion and the jukebox in my head and the rest. Uh, Haji. Guys in clubs used to use old 32 Roadster front fenders as a rear fender and a Harley chopper back in the day. They worked perfect for a rear fender. Sonny said it, it in his book, Rock and On, right there. It, they just were able to grab anything and make it work. That was what was so cool about them. Not only did they go to a cliff when they were partying, they jumped off that cliff. That's what was so cool. They actually knew how to live life. And you brought up Sonny. He always said he got to live the life he wanted to live without anybody else telling him what to do. So I think that would be, uh, you know, a great explanation of biker, man. If, you know, you're going to go around debate that dumb issue, it would be living life the way you want to live it without worrying about what anybody else says about you, what you're doing, what you're riding, just not caring. And if you do care, you're a motorcycle enthusiast. How's that sound? A lot easier, doesn't it? That's the same thing that I could say because a lot of people. I guess I've woken up the last year or so where I say to myself, man, all these creators, there's some dumbasses out there always worrying about debating this issue or debating that issue instead of just going up to a one-timer you know the one thing was uh what is it that they used to debate are you a one percenter if you leave the club no you're not that diamond is what the club's identity is you chose to leave you're not a damn diamond anymore that's the first thing. The second thing is doing what the hell you want, when you want, where you want. That's my definition. There you go. Straight up. But these little stupid debates? Come on. Isn't it common sense? 
Is common sense even happen anymore? I'll go back to the chat here. Exactly. Road trip, the way I look at it, is coast to coast. I have to ask the older timer about the ladies and gentlemen was tougher then than now is what he said. You're damn right they were tougher. Oh, God, were they tougher back then. And I'm not only talking in the scene, man. I'm talking life in general. Come on, we had 17 and 18-year-old kids storming the beaches in Normandy, fighting in Quezon. Hell no, they'd be whining and crying right now. They'd be like, Mommy, Daddy, I don't want to go. And those are the men that started a lot of what we know as the modern scene today. Especially after Vietnam. Those Vietnam vets, they were a don't care attitude. Why? Because when they came home from Vietnam, their own people spit on them. Their own people called them all kinds of nastiness. They weren't welcome back as heroes that they were. So you're damn right that you're going to have a group of people, if they're treated that way, want to get together with like-minded individuals and raise all kinds of hell because their country didn't freaking approve of what they were doing. Even though they were drafted, most of them. So they went around doing this to these guys that had no choice in the matter, none whatsoever. And they still bashed on them when they came home. And then and it continued, because you got to remember, most clubs, man, I would have to say at least 50% of a lot of clubs are veterans. And still to this day, you see cops profiling them. Just because of what they might be wearing or what they might look like. Even when they find out they serve, they don't care. And it just continues the abuse, if you ask me, of the 60s. Even if they were in the military, these cops, they don't care. It's always an us versus them argument. And you're right, cuz look what that, uh, you know, Hanoi Jane did the other day. Come on, look at what she did during the 60s. Why our boys were locked up right down the damn freaking uh, street from her. And why our guys were getting killed in Vietnam. Oh, you can't talk to any old timer without that coming up. She has no honor whatsoever. None. None whatsoever. Uh, Nitro, I lived that life through my grandpa in Day-Day and my dad in Vietnam. And wouldn't you say you came out a better person with learning from that air than, uh, sorry to say, what some of these kids have to learn from to today? Because they made sure you were a man when you grew up. 
And the old timers made sure that they schooled your ass. They knock you aside the head if they had to. But at least you knew something about life. They taught about life and what it meant. And it's sad that ain't passed on today. It really is. It's sad. Uh, Rattlesnake, there are places in this country that still spit on the military, regardless how little intelligence they have. Huh. You know what? Most of them don't have any intelligence whatsoever. Most of them believe in socialism now. Yeah, our country's in trouble. Jeffrey, grandfather was a World War II vet, made it back from Normandy Beach until July 1996, went home. This old timer has really opened my mind on the situation these days. He is a walk in history book. And that's what you're going to get from old timers, man. If you find somebody... I'm telling you, if you find somebody from the 60s and 70s that were in this lifestyle, go talk to them. It's the best thing that's going to happen to you. Sit there. Shut up. Don't sit there and want to hear your own voice. Just shut up. And let them talk. And you'll learn stuff that the history books are never going to teach you. Never. Haji, last night at a one percenter clubhouse, I was with a couple 81 members. Cop kept driving by. Gang squad drove by three, very five minutes. <laughs> That's normal. Let me tell you. I know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, in NYC, Philly, hipsters are buying up old dinas. Sad because bike is becoming associated with being outside Starbucks and he got that right. Uh, I actually thought about selling my dyna and getting something else. But anyway, <laughs> what else you guys and gals think, man? You know, let me get your thoughts. I'm going to play this one more time with Tom and tell me what you get out of this. Tell me what you get out of this. You either got that talent or you don't have it. I mean, you know, you can show somebody how to use a paintbrush, but you can't teach them how to paint a picture. The fact that I had to fucking get this bike done, I, I, I just kept working on this because because I I wanted to keep my word on that I was going to be there, and I knew it, what I had to do. It's got... Uh, Duck tail, back, no center post, the oil tanks in, in, in the fender, and uh, uh, the colors are my new uh, paint that I invented. It's uh, called uh, it's called iridescent multispectral, and uh, it took me a while to remember that name. <laughs> so, what did you guys learn from that? It, it it'd be interesting to hear. You know, he even made his own paint up. These guys can make anything. All they did was put their mind to it. Uh, David, I was there, built my first chop in 69, a 59 Triumph Thunderbird. Cafe racer days were over for me in England at that point. Rock on, man. Those old cafe racers. That was a huge thing over in England. I used to hear that they would race from this diner 
and then return. Yeah, I heard some good stuff about that. Uh, he, your 2010 Fat Bob handles like a dream. Uh, Dave says he got out of, that was art right there. And I always say that they knew art. They knew art. Compared to these days, you got that right. Anyway, guys and gals, I'm going to let you go right now and uh, take a look at this again. These are the bikes we were talking about. If they were a laxative, they'd be so powerful you could stand on your head and shit on the ceiling. That position would not only be unavailing, but also undignified. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention, please?
filter, man, and I'm especially not going to have a filter on this show today, how men should select a woman. We got a pretty cool video coming up for you. He's going to explain exactly. This guy's my hero. He's my hero. He has it down pat on how to select the women. And he also tells you how to, you know, stay away from the batshit crazy women. <laughs> and how to stay out of jail. You know, he talks about how to make sure your car ain't getting keyed. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's going to be a beautiful show today. Hey, you know what? what? I was a little confused yesterday. And I'm getting older as I'm getting old as hell now. Because all these different terms are killing me. Stealthing. I was like, okay, what the hell is stealthing mean? Because a guy got arrested for stealthing somebody. Yep. And come to find out, a guy is banging somebody, having, having consensual sex now. I got to put that out there. Consensual. Meaning they in the middle of doing their business. He's getting his nut going, okay? And he's wearing a rubber. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he takes off the rubber without her knowing. Yep. And he blows his knobs. And then she gets pissed off and says he's stealthing her. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought that's something everyday normal with sex. Okay, you're using a rubber, and, you know, guys, you know, rubbers don't feel like this real thing. It feels like, you know, you're in a cocoon or something like that. So, you know, you accidentally, oops, comes off. Or it bust. And now she's mad and gets the guy arrested. How the hell does that happen? You're consensual sex here. you want me to get into that? Yeah, I want to hear this one. You want to hear it? All right. So, a Dutch court has convicted... Go figure with Dutch. ...has convicted a man for removing his condom during sex without his partner's consent, which they have landmarked it as the word stealthing. Well, that's what I mean. I'm, like, old now. Mm-hmm says by his actions, the suspect forced the victim to tolerate having unprotected sex with him. Now, how can in, she not tolerate having sex with them when it was unprotected? Yeah, but it was she still consent. She consented to him wearing the condom. She never consented to him removing it. Oh, give me a break. Sex is sex. Well, with him re removing the condom, she... She, he restricted her from personal freedom and abuse and abuse. Oh the my trust God! With this woke that shit. she had placed in him. Okay, do you think he did a wrong thing? Do you think he should be arrested for taking off the condom? Yeah, if she didn't know. Oh that. my mm -hmm. God! China Dow, you're becoming a woke leftist. No, you want to know why? What if he had an STI? the hell's an sti sexually transmitted shit what if he That's had... std it's a... they call them stis now too what is an sti see this is what i mean i don't even know sexually the lingo transmitted infection 
oh my goodness gracious, they're even freaking watering that down? Yeah. But you're sitting here and telling me that... Or an unwanted the, pregnancy. What if she ended up pregnant? She didn't want to get pregnant. That's what the day after pills for. But she shouldn't have to take one if they were having sex with a condom. Okay, so would he get arrested if the rubber broke? No, that'd be different. Okay, how's proof. that different? Because there's proof it broke. He's fully fo taking it off. Okay, what about women? Now, you're talking about unconsensual here, about rubbers. What if women, because you guys are nasty people sometimes, they put a pinhole in the rubber on purpose? <laughs> to entrap them. Now, isn't that wrong? Yeah, I think that's wrong as well. Should she be arrested? She ain't gonna get arrested. No, 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 that's not what I asked. Should she be arrested for trapping him? Because the same thing exists here. She could have got, he could have got an STD or she got to get knocked up. Yeah, you're quiet now. When you look at it both ways. But I think, hey, once you have sex, if it's consensual sex, anything goes. Go ahead, read more. You well, already the got judge, me going. The judge found appropriate agreement between the suspect and the complainant about the sexual penetration that it was consensual. Yes, it was. But at the same time, with him removing the condom and not telling her he was removing it, he was sentenced to three months suspended prison sentence and $1,073 fine for damages. What if the judge can't get any? Is that why he's mad? <laughs> Anything's possible. So I can't believe you sat here and said that she was in the right. Don't you take some kind of risk when you have sex? That's just well, yeah, like you always take risks when you're having sex. But, but. Oh, my God, there's always a but with you. They say, according to the attorney, if someone finds out afterwards that the conditions were not met, it does. Now there's conditions to sex. Yeah, because they agreed to wear a condom. That's the conditions. It's like, and okay, do we it. have to have a contract before sex now? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what they're kind of saying. Oh, my God. What's this world coming to? What the hell is going on? That's just like you. What What the frick? How's it like me? You know, I want to know something from you. Hmm. And I want to know 100%. Do you like Asian guys? No. <laughs> you don't like slant eyes? No. They're not my type. What's your type? Because, you know, I'm just wondering because somebody asked why you are named Chinatown. I know. You told me about that and I couldn't find the comment to respond. So I'm wondering, you know, I'm asking for this guy. You're asking for this guy? Yeah. Is it because I like Asians and that's why I was called Chinatown? No. That's 100% negative. Now you're prejudiced against <laughs> Asians. I guess. Why are you prejudiced against Asians? I know there's a thing out there where, you know, I hear this. Uh, they got small peckers. And that's why their women like going to the white guys. 
And I heard that they don't like going to the blacks because they're too boko. Buku. Too big. Yeah, too buku. <laughs> That's what they said in full man, you know, metal jacket. <laughs> too buku. So why don't you like Asian guys? Why ain't they your type? What if you had somebody like Bruce Lee? Yeah! No, thank you. No, thank you. Huh? No, thank you. No. I like tattooed and bearded. <laughs> tattooed and bearded. Uh-huh. Well, that's cool. So why did they? Why, why are you called China now? You gave me the name. Uh huh. Because when I lost all the weight back in 2010 from gastro bypass, you said that I was fragile like a China doll. Well, there you go. So there's your uh, answer to that. Yeah. I'm still upset with you, though. Oh, God, why? Because you agree with this story. Well, the U.S. California ban stealth. Oh, my God. Requiring go California. Requiring verbal consent before removing a condom. There is now the government is now in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, according to this. Well, at least in California. Do you believe the government should be involved in the bedroom? Hell no. But Oh, the, there's always a but with you. The state has yet to update its criminal code instead of relying on civil code. They change it so the victims can sue the perpetrator for damages. You need a lawyer to have sex now. <laughs> How insane. Oh, and in Massachusetts, there was a, a state uh, auditor that backed the bill in 2021. Of course there that is. That she was. Oh, it's a what, she. And, and when she was a state senator to ban the act in her state as well, telling the Boston Globe that in an important issue that needs attention from our legislators. So we should take a stand with the survivors. The, now they're survivors <laughs> because they're considering it rape. Oh, that's not right. Come on. They are They're They're considering it. Then it goes back to my example. When them freaking freaky uh, women, they go and put a pinhole in a rubber. They do it on purpose. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I say. That's unbelievable. Me personally, okay, when you go into sex with somebody, there's always the possibility that the, whatever birth control you're choosing is not going to be 100%. So, And I, neither is condoms. Well, that's, I just said, any kind of birth control. But if the man, in my opinion, has an STD and does not tell you and purposely takes the condom off, well, then, yeah. Then the MFR should go to jail. But uh, if they don't have an STD, and if they do it, they don't, the, the government, is, they don't belong in our bedrooms. No, I think, I mean, if it, it is consensual from the get. Yeah, I get it. I get where they're coming from. But I don't. The, I get what they're coming from, but I, they, they don't belong in the bedroom. No, they do not. Next thing you know, they're going to get pissed at me because I'm giving colon cleanses. To who? <laughs> no me. No. Uh, sunshine. And I think this is true. They think, I think the politicians who make the laws need to go get some sex. Yeah, they probably aren't getting any. I don't think they are, man, because they're uptight pricks. To say the least. They are. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hi, or hey, I had sex once and have a kid to show for it. Pornhub is safe sex. I agree. I agree 100%. How do you agree? 
Pornhub is safe sex. How do you figure? Because all you're doing is freaking spooging on the screen. You don't have to worry about getting busted for stealthing. You're stupid. <laughs> Remember coming up, man. Oh, me and China Doll, you think this is just a prelude, <laughs> a prelude, whatever you want to call it. How men should select a woman coming up uh, in a little bit. What else we got in the yeah, news Yeah, you here? better you better put a thank you out there to T-Spain for showing you about that Oh, yeah. T-Spain gave me that. <laughs> T-Spain. He's been with us a long time. Yes, he And has. he forwarded us, so we had to... Uh, he brought it up during yesterday's show. And we got uh, this video to show you. I had to cut it down because it was so long. It wasn't that long. It was six minutes. I ain't going to play it for six minutes. So I got it down to like two minutes, but it's funnier than hell. But uh, go ahead. What else we got in the news? That's coming up. Find a nice girl who swallows and it will be okay. I agree. I agree. So you ready for this one? Yeah, well, let's go to this one. All right. This one was sent to me. And it was actually sent to me through. It's, it, it's a New York Post article, but also at the same time, it's in Washington Free Beacon. How Biden's new washing machine rule regulations could ruin laundry day. You know what? I don't like that guy. You he's, know what? he's a prick. He is actually now he's going after our second amendment with an executive order, that prick. He is actually going to manufacturers of washing machines, telling them they need to turn to make them more, I guess you could say. Mm. environmental friendly yes so this way when you that they're making it where your wash cycles are a different at like at a different amount like length of time so technically your clothes will not be as clean they're stupid because he's trying to save energy energy my ass you got government in your bat uh your bedroom now now you got them in your house with your washer and dryers. You know what? I don't understand these morons. For one, electricity takes a lot of stuff to generate. It, it, it hurts the environment even more. I guess his energy department last month proposed a new efficiency standard for washing machines that requires the appliances to use considerably less water. They're stupid. In an effort to confront the global climate crisis. You know, they always bring this climate crisis up and it's bullshit. And you want to know why? Because if you look at the history of Earth, there are warming and, uh, you know, freezing cycles that the Earth goes through naturally that's why they're finding Willy Mammoth uh, stuff up in Siberia. Antarctica used to be a tropical paradise. It happens. Last ice age was only 10,000 years ago. And since then, yeah, the, the earth is going to get warmer. There's, how the hell are you going to try to pass this environmental restriction crap when China's out there not paying attention, Russia don't care. 
It's not going to work, you pricks. You know, that's why I hate limousine liberals. They always think that they should push their way of thinking, which is wrong in the first place, on everybody else. Well, they're also considering the um, banning, effectively banning half of all gas stoves in the U.S. market from being sold. And the department has also proposed new efficiency standards for refrigerators, which could come in effect in 2027. Do you think this country is going to survive if this asshole gets a second term? Okay, number one, you go and mandate how our washing machines work and our cl- we're all going to be some stinky ass motherfuckers. And more diseases. Because what they're predicting. Because it's hard because you stink already. Shut the front door. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> they're talking to the leading industry giants such as Whirlpool, the Whirlpool that does the washers. And they, uh, they're trying to make it where each cycle takes longer, the detergent will cost more, and in the end, the clothes are going to be less clean because there's going to be less water. Okay, so I don't care that's about that's disgusting. Details. What I care about is that the government means, trying to get in my house. But then how, how many times you got to wash your clothes hey, Jace. and make it where it's 10 times longer of a process for laundry day? You use just more so electricity. So then... Why? So your clothes get clean. You got to wash every load more than once. They're stupid. So let me get this right. Homeless people are everywhere. Higher taxes, fuel costs, property uh, prices, less jobs. But you want to regulate my laundry time. Yeah, no shit. And possibly ban your gas stove and regulate now they your refrigerator. Now they, plus, they want to arrest you for stealthing a chick. They want to arrest you for removing a condom during sex. And you people are going with it. You know what? I want to tell you just to show you how the East Coast has ruined this country (laughs) and particularly one state in particular since the beginning of our country's history. Go look at John Adams, that series. And it was New York that did it. They actually abstained from the direct, uh, signing the Declaration of Independence. But now we got to freaking carry these people and listen to their stupid stuff. It's insanity. I can't stand out there. They always talk. Always trying to pass stupid stuff. And we got to listen to these liberals. I can't take it. Are you done coughing? <laughs> Yeah. What else we got? Oh, this is going to be a fun second half of the show. Me and you going to argue. Well, if my kids were out in a high school in Oregon State, I would totally pull them out right now. There's the problem. Oregon State. More lefty loonies. Well, the high school is under fire over an X-rated assignment that asks the students to come up with a sexual fantasy Featuring items such as massage oil, flavored syrup, and feathers. Oh, my goodness. The health class students at... That's not a health class. At Churchill High School in Eugene were told to write a short story detailing a sexual fantasy, including toys, and instructed in the syllabus approved by the district. Don't you think that's going to... Let's be honest. Them doing something like that, don't you believe 
there's going to be an increase of pregnancy among teens. One, two, you're going to have these freaking teenage boys out there raping kids because of an assignment like that. Yeah, uh, uh, am I right or wrong? Yeah, I agree. They're expecting them to write a short story, like a paragraph or two. The story is a sexual fantasy that will have no penetration of any kind or oral sex, no way of passing an STD. And this is what the notes on the assignment. This is like the description of the assignment. You will choose three items, romantic music, candles, massage oil, feathers, feather boa, flavored syrup, etc., to use in your story and your story should show how how you can show and receive loving physical affection without having sex cuz says and this is something we got to talk about fuckers are legalizing child molestation right out in the open yep and you just agree you would pull them out why isn't the parents at this school and just going have we lost our way that bad that we're letting this be taught to our kids and i'm serious let's bring up teen pregnancy it's a big issue you don't think something like this is going to lead to something like that Well, before this assignment came out, an assignment early in the year was titled, With Whom Would You Do It? Oh, my God. And had, and had the students write the initials of, of both a boy and a girl in the classroom who they were willing to perform sexual acts. Oh, come on. Including anal and oral sex. They had to Jesus. Actually, they had to actually put somebody's initials in the classroom that who they would do it with. And they probably released that or read it out loud, right? That teacher is a creep. Should be fired. And the sad part is, is the district reviewed the curriculum before school started. And the curriculum got approved. It got approved by the board? By the district. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's why, parents, you got to run for the school board. Everybody should be running for school. I'm going to run for the school board. And a lot of the parents are actually stating, did they actually even read this syllabus? Because if it was reviewed, how the hell did this slip through the cracks? They said this could become a national scandal. It is a national scandal. You're going to sit there and have a teacher read about sexual fantasies of these kids. And put in the initials of who they want to do and what they want to do to them. You know, what happened to math? What happened to science? No wonder we're stupid. And the teacher went as far that in February, there was an assignment which involved a virtual spinning wheel labeled with sexual categories that the students needed to respond to when it stopped on the wheel. Oh, and the on. wheel included... Stuff like anal penetration, oral sex, uh, an and regular sex, and sex toys. And he would spin the wheel, and then whatever it landed on was what they had to discuss for the day. 
you know, there are certain things as a teenager that I don't believe in, and I didn't do it, but anal sex, that is not something that a teenage girl is ready for. Mm-mm. I truly believe that. Truly believe that. And now they're bringing it up in schools. Well, this one specifically. Talk about grooming kids to become sex trafficked. What do you think <laughs> about that statement from Jason? They're grooming these kids. Well, this health teacher sure the hell is. And the funny thing is, is nowhere in here do they even release the health teacher's name. Of course. Of course. Why not call them out in the open? No, parents are too stupid. And they're electing these people to these school boards. You know what I do? I want to run for our local school board. Oh, Hollywood would tear them up. I'd tear them up in a heartbeat. And one time, you know, has it right. Has anybody informed the police on this matter? And I don't think the cops would do a damn thing anyway. No, they're all just arguing. Right As of right now, all the parents are arguing with the school and the school board. Screw that. Somebody should bash him in the eye. Somebody needs to turn in this health teacher at Churchill High School in Eugene, Oregon. Churchill High School. If you you know what? I want all my peeps out there, okay, that are in and listening to this show. What's the school called again? It is Churchill High School in Eugene, Oregon. Would you please call them and give them holy hell? Holy hell, man. What's the number or what's the Churchill? Yeah. Are you going to call? You're goddamn right I am. <coughs> you what? Eugene, Oregon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep talking. Go with this story. I'm going to try to find this. Is it a high school? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It's Churchill High School in Eugene, uh, Oregon. Oregon, right? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to try to find a number here. It says the after intense backlash, Churchill High School principal Missy Cole sent out a letter to parents insisting that the school was just following the approved curriculum. So the freaking principal didn't even seem to care. Mm-hmm. How can the Oregon Department of Education really needs to pay more more freaking attention to their the, uh, curriculum? You're damn right they do. But then the other thing that I question as well is they do make a comment in here about the curriculum was shown to like the parents did get a copy of the curriculum and they had the option to opt out of these assignments. And none of the parents said or did anything until the, the actual assignment was given to the kids on the day. Because they didn't know. They didn't read the syllabus. They were given the syllabus. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, that's insane. One of the parents said that I believe requiring the students to write down and turn. Okay, hold on. You have reached Churchill High School in Eugene, Oregon. Our office hours are 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Oh, it's 6.40 in the morning there. And 8 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. on Fridays. We are closed on federal holidays. Email is the best way to contact most staff members. If you know the staff member you need to contact, please email them. 
visit chs.4j.lane.edu slash directory or a list of staff email addresses. Come on, give me a voicemail. Please leave a message with your name and contact information. Spell the first and last name of the student you are calling about and indicate your relationship to the student. We will return your call. Are you crazy? Really, are you crazy with teaching these kids how to do sex stuff? Fantasies? Are you stupid? This is Hollywood with Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. And you can bet your ass I'm going to be calling back on you. You people are sick. You're sick. You're grooming these kids and you're insane. I'll be calling back, you morons. Go ahead. <laughs> Got me mad now. Got me mad. So, <laughs> nice voicemail. So one of the parents made a statement saying, I believe that requiring students to write down and turn in sexual fantasies as part of a class assignment is an abuse of power and an invasion of the student's privacy. You're damn right. Now, I put the number in the comment section. If you guys would please leave some uh, very well uh, messages, it's 541-790-5100. I don't care if they answer the phone or not, leave a voicemail. Please do it. We got to protect our kids. This is enough's enough. <laughs> Craziness. Why you always got to get me going? <laughs> because that's disgusting and kids should not have to go through that. No, probably the FBI is going to show up on my fucking doorstep. Because I'll let now- him in. You probably would, you <laughs> cocksucker. I'll be like, he's upstairs. They're probably going to come in here and bust me or some shit to go fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway, I got to pick up this, uh, you know, I got to get into a better direction on here now that you got my blood boiling. Oh, boy, am I going to be calling back, you suckers. Anyway, how men should select a woman. Now, he actually, we actually got this from T-Spain. Yeah. And he goes through a chart. And gives you men some info about how to select a woman. Now, it, the original video is like six minutes long. I cut it down to two minutes and 26 seconds. You're going to love this. Here we this go. This is your redheads, your strippers, anyone named Tiffany. Um, this is hairdressers. <laughs> this, is where, this is where your car gets keyed. You get a bunny in the pot. Uh, your tires get slashed. And you wind up in jail. Now, moving on, you have this zone here. This is below the crazy line, above an eight hot, but still, you know, about a seven crazy. This is your date zone. You can stay in the date zone indefinitely. These are women that you introduce to your friends and your family. Um, they're, they're good looking, and they're reasonably not crazy most of the time, okay? So this is, you can stay here indefinitely. Now, above an eight hot and between about a seven and a five crazy, this is your wife zone. Okay? When you meet this girl, you should consider a long-term relationship. Uh, this zone is not scaled to size. This, this, is a, this is a representation and not an actual 
if this is not a pie chart showing you how many of these people are out there. This is simply a, a representation of what you're after. You want to be five to seven crazy above an eight high. That's your wife's zone. Okay. Now, below a five crazy and above an eight hot, this is your unicorn zone. These things don't exist. If you find a unicorn, please capture it safely, keep it alive. We'd like to study it and maybe look at how to replicate that. Okay. So I was explaining this to a guy one time and he said, wait a minute. I met this girl, and she's like smoking hot. She's like at least a nine, and she's chill. She's co totally cool. She's like not even a three crazy. I said, you're telling me you've met a girl, she's a nine hot, and she's like a two or a three crazy. He said, yeah, man, I like her a lot. I said, you should be careful. That's a dude. You're talking to a tranny. <laughs> so you got your, you got to be careful, because... Down here, below a four crazy and above an eight high, you're probably talking to a dude. <laughs> you know what? You go. You you fit into the danger zone. You're a hairdresser. It happens. And do you know that? You know what? It is so true. We're, we're the ones. We're the ones in the danger zone that will slice your tires. No, I key just, your car, put a bunny in the pot, like Fatal Attraction. No, nah, I just throw shovels at your truck. <laughs> but they were totally right. Every Tiffany I've known, they're batshit crazy. Well, good thing I'm not a Tiffany. They are crazier than shit. You still regretting that 380? <laughs> Yeah, I give her a 380, man. That's just like insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, if they're nice and they're under the four for crazy and they're above an eight, you're talking to a trainee. <laughs> you know how hard it is for men now? It's really hard. You really do have to do the test. You got to grab between the legs to see what you're getting nowadays. Yeah, but now couldn't they consider that sexual assault? I don't know, but uh, damn, you know, you tell the woman, here, let me check something real quick. No longer could you tell by the Adam's apple. You can't. You know, you can go to, like, one of these, what are they, uh, porn conventions or whatever, and they got these uh, women that are walking around and guys are dropping their mouths and shit like that. Next thing you know, they turn out to be a trans. Now that's false advertising like a motherfucker. <laughs> Seriously. You've been to some of these drag shows. Yeah. Do they actually look like women that are hot? And hard to determine if they're a freaking dude? Yeah. There's, there was like two of them there that you could never tell. So do, do you think a man, uh, he's trying to select a spouse, can do a freaking ball check? I mean, legally? <laughs> no, I'm talking about, uh, no, I'm talking about whatever. Don't you think he has a right to do a ball check? I mean, if you feel comfortable enough doing that, <laughs> go ahead. I don't know if I'd want to be doing that. 
So what do you think of hairdressers being on the danger zone? The danger list? zone list? I don't know how us hairdressers came in that zone. Because you are batshit crazy. What? Have you, you come on, you worked it forever. Yeah, I was standing You're gonna sit there and tell like me years. that them women ain't stupid crazy. Oh well, yeah, they mean some of them. Not all of them. Most of them. All right, well, maybe most of them. Because <laughs> you know damn well after a customer walks out, you talking shit about them. Yeah. Well, yeah. And how many times did you hear a fellow hairdresser talk shit about their man? I know you did it. <laughs> you probably talk hardcore shit about me. Yeah, see? You talked hard shit about Hollywood. Nah, uh, no. Nah. And how mad did they get when they found out a guy of theirs cheated on them? Oh, they were salty, man. They were like planning their death. Well, see what I mean? The guy has it right. They were talking about putting stuff in their gas tank, <laughs> slicing their tires, smashing their windows on their vehicle. Oh, yeah. They're, the, some of these women, man, they get vicious. They get violent. So what do you guys get? An asshole class uh, <laughs> towards guys in the freaking hair uh, in a, school? In hair school. Yeah, we have this section. You know, it's like a two-week course. No, what the hell? It's like a two-week course on how to piss a man off. <laughs> how to respond to crazy men. So on that Tinder app, you what? Swipe right or whatever the I hell it is? Swipe one direction if you want to meet them and the other one if you're If not. they have hairdresser as an occupation, get past that. Skip it. And if their name is Tiffany, skip it. If they're a stripper, really uh, pass that shit up. Because I always say, you can't have a relationship with a stripper. And if you really think you can, you're stupid. Okay? You're stupid. Because you have a stripper that's wagging her ass in a bunch of men's faces trying to get money. And the highest bidder is going to get her attention with you or not. Sunshine asked, what about a bartender? Bartenders are more like counselors. Yeah, well, technically, so are hairdressers because we listen to oh, a lot bull, of drama. You nuts. We listen to a lot of drama. Uh, and you know what? I think it's because you were a hairdresser that you're, you know, a psycho crazy fricker that uh, I shouldn't have gave a 380 to. <laughs> but you did. And like Steve said, never go with a bartender. Everyone has already hit that for sure. <laughs> And it, you ha it, it is true because, because they are such good counselors. The only thing that sucks is male bartenders don't get it. The women, that's why you bring in a hot smoker to 10 bar. Because they bring in the customers. That's why you do it. Sex appeal. The more women that you have in a bar, the more it's going to get busier. What's Geo talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Geo is Geo. Hollywood, I disagree. I support a lot of single moms, and they are great go-getters. I'm, sh I'm sure you support them. He's talking about strippers. He supports them a lot. <laughs> Dollar at a time. Sure he ain't bringing a roll of quarters and making it hail? What? They got to do laundry, too.
Well, this is true. This is true. <laughs> Nitro says he was a bartender and got hella tips and chicks. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's just like, you know, Daytona Beach uh, videos are starting to come out from people that went down there. And all the bartenders, they're naked, basically. They wagging that ass in front of everybody. You women, you understand that you use sex to make money. You hoes. You strut your stuff, and you know you getting paid. The only thing I don't agree with, man, is when you see these whales. Now, I get it. Even, you know, whales need loving. Or, Dude, you know, you have uh... to harpoon a fat chick. What's worse is when they go strut that stuff, it was like, boom, 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 Richard said that his old lady's a bartender, grocery store manager, a school bus driver, and she's the bomb. And when she, when she's at the bar, he goes, it's not true, because whenever she's bartending, I'm there. <laughs> See? But he's there. <laughs> and that's basically what you got to do with the stripper, is you got to be there. And if they're a bartender, you got to be there. Because you women will cheat in a heartbeat. Oh, my God. You're mean. I doubt it. Oh, come on. You don't. You doubt it? Not you, all women do that. Oh, come. How many? Yeah. Out of 10 women, how many is going to cheat? I'd say six. That's more than 50%. I know, but I'd say six. There's the, the four women that would probably never cheat. But isn't that uh, a, a bad ratio there for it men? Is a bad, it is a bad ratio, but I feel that out of ten out of ten women, four of them would never do it. Because you see it, mm -hmm. you see it happening. Mm -hmm. And is it mostly the older chicks like cougars and uh, milfs that do it, or is it the younger ones? Because it's an important period. It's the younger ones. Well, Chio said he'd say nine out of ten. Chase said ten out of ten. But here, let me let me ask you this, and I think it's very important here. What the most important time for a guy if he's going to get a chick, he has to take all this into consideration is when they're younger, like twenty one, uh, you know, twenty eight, because you women are vicious. You're devious human beings. Because you know what's between your legs gets everything you want. Yes or no? Maybe. And then you're going to go get us arrested for stealthing you. <laughs> Men can't win, man. <laughs> Sunshine says when she's a bartender, when she's tending bar, Scully, her husband, said that he gets to reap the rewards when she gets home because she's so horny. <laughs> Why is she horny, though? Now, I got to agree that when you get home from the bar, all you want to do is have sex and I want to sleep. <laughs> and usually you win and you go to sleep. I, me, I just say I, I'm too old for this shit. I'm going to bed. You know, you got to remember, I wake up at three, four o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> and here it is one o'clock in the morning. You want to have sex. What are you, stupid? 
You're insane. Go play with that toy, man, I say. <laughs> no, your thing is you're on your own. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Why is it when you women get older that your sex drive goes through the roof? It absolutely goes through the roof. What is with that? And when you're younger, it's like trying to pry you open, literally, your legs to get any. <laughs> I'm sure that's not every woman. It's most women. Why is it so hard to get in when you're younger, when you're in your prime freaking peacock phase? But then when you get older, when you're like an old hen, all you want to do is have sex. Making up for lost time. <laughs> One time. This is why I love motorcycles. Ride them hard and put them away wet. There you go. What are you doing on the bike that is wet? There you go. <laughs> so do you agree with his diagram? I think his diagram's hilarious. They And if you watch the full video, they actually show like a really quick diagram for how women should choose men. How should a woman choose a man? I don't know. I don't know anymore. All you men are crazy. <laughs> oh, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Us men are not crazy compared to you women. Yeah. Well, I veer to differ. I'm okay. When is the sexual thought come <laughs> into a cougar or milf's mind when they're out at a bar? Because I know with men, it's uh, I think it's a scientific fact. We think about sex every 10 seconds. Uh, but with a woman, when's it come to mind? Does it automatically come to mind when you walk in, you find somebody that uh, you think is hot, you're sitting there thinking about riding them? No, not until you get hit on. What do you mean? Because when you walk Explain in, here. When I you walk know. into the bar, you're going in there without any expectations. You're sitting there, maybe you're with a bunch of friends or whatever, and you're my, you you know, y'all are doing your thing, you're drinking, having a chat, doing whatever, dancing. Then the minute you get hit on, or let's say you're on the dance floor and a guy comes up and starts dancing with you, then things change. <laughs> That's when you get the images in your mind of sex. Uh -huh. I mean, So you freely admit it. Well, yeah, why not? You freely admit you're cheating on Hollywood in your thoughts. <laughs> Dude, I cheat on you every night when I go to bed. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ himself said... If you think about it, you're committing adultery. Well, then I'm screwed because the, my dreams, you're usually not in them. Damn, ouch. One time says my girl's leg, legs creak like a wooden door when they open. It's like going into a haunted house. <laughs> Dude, that's mean. <laughs> you know what I was saying the other day with all the women I've had over time? My pecker says, you know what? You kidding me? You want me to go into that? it gets scary for it. Just imagine that, man. All the things that your pecker went through and you want to ask again. You got to admit, some women are nasty. But men, they will do anything. They will. So I think he has good advice, 
about how to select a woman. Because nowadays, it's like you. Oh, what the hell? You were false advertising like a mother. Okay? You were a cool chick. Then all of a sudden, you're bipolar. 15 years later. I think I should have a long-term uh, lifetime warranty here. <laughs> no. That's what I, I think men should there, get. There is no return policy, even if you kept the receipt, okay? No, you should get a lifetime insurance policy that when you get a woman, that they have to stay the same when you met them. That's never going to happen. No, because you guys go batshit crazy. And y'all y'all don't change when you... Okay, y'all get too comfortable and decide to pee in on the floor in front of the toilet's a good thing. No! Yeah, you guys That's change. your biggest complaint? Us, it's your mood. That's complete you? Yeah, it is you. But your mood, why did your mood change? I don't know. You were this out. See what's funny about her? She'll be outgoing with other people. She'll be happy, go lucky. She's fooling you. She's lying to you. She a bitch. <laughs> Sunshine said you had something to do with her bipolar. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> No, I did not. Chase says you got set up. <laughs> I did. Jason says once in a while, whiskey dick is helpful. You're damn right, especially in a situation where you find a broad and she's like uglier than sin. One of them type, uh, you know, you have to keep the lights off. Yeah, whiskey dick really comes in for freaking shit right there. It does. Because <laughs> if it can't get up. Blame Biden. <laughs> Damn right. He wants to be in the bedroom. He's sitting here saying it's all right to, you know, do dudes. You know, maybe, you know, maybe I'm just too old school for that kind of stuff. I, I am. I don't find it right. Uh, Hollywood, we break them over time and this is the end result. <laughs> am I right or wrong, though? You act like a princess around other people. I never act like a princess. Oh, you're going to sit there and tell me you don't. Uh-uh. I don't act like no princess. You better come up with better terminology than that. I am no princess. Mm -mm. But you act so funny and decent. Yeah. But then you come home. Hey, fuck you, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I'm sitting here. What the I walk fuck did I do? I walk in. I'm like, why are there clothes all over the floor? Move your chair. I can't get past. <laughs> God, why are you always in the way? What's with the what's with the boxes all over the floor of my closet? Jesus. <laughs> and here I did a good deed yesterday, I thought. Yeah. You know, you had this picture up in the room or in the closet that our daughter made of you, your dad, and them together. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hang this up because it's been sitting there for a while. Put for it in a place, a it, put it in a place where it's gonna look great, right over your bed. And she looks at me, you fucking idiot. I didn't want that. I'm sitting here, what the fuck? I told him he was an idiot because he put it in the wrong spot. I said, I did, the picture frame is so heavy. I said, I didn't want that over the bed. I wanted it across the room so when I wake up, I can see his face. I put an, a wall anchor in it, nice and secure. And she calls me an idiot 
We're doing something nice and out of the ordinary. Now, how do you think that makes me feel? Like I want to punch you in the face. This is the kind of stuff I got to deal with. So, yeah, I think I should have got a lifetime warranty on you. You're in trouble today. Why? What did I, what's going on today? I'm off work. God damn it. <laughs> I know how much you love my days off. Really? You know what? Everybody's going to be like, Hollywood, you're crazy. And yeah, I am. <laughs> Brooklyn Biker says maybe we should sue women for false you're advertising. damn right. Damn right. But her going to work is my peace and quiet. It really is. That's all right, because me going to work is also my peace and quiet. Oh, my goodness gracious. It kills me. It really does. It really does. Get it in, Hollywood. Go eat some pink taco for a couple hours. Man, what are you talking about eating a pink taco, man? I'm too old for that stuff now. Hollywood don't do that. Hell no. They can go freaking take a freaking <laughs> vibrator and do something. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Anyway, we're going to go to the members oh only. God, Jason. Us old blokes have Jason, to bend forward to raise the seat. So it's disrespectful to leave the seat down in an old bloke's home. <laughs> Jason said he's waiting for you to break out the power tools. And for the picture to fall on you naturally. <laughs> ah, yeah, huh? I'd love to happen. No, I wouldn't like that. You know, no, no, uh-uh, wouldn't like that. Chio, what? It's protein. I need it every day. Ew. We're going to go to the members only uh, section uh, at 920. Uh, so you got some time, members, to go over and uh, take your piss, take your poop. Uh, we're, what are we doing today? What your motorcycle, uh, says about your personality, right? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, if you're not a member of the members only club, you can join on Spotify or YouTube and I'll let you know if the FBI shows at my house because of that <laughs> message. Uh, don't forget, would you please contact that school and give them hell for Hollywood? Tell them you heard it on motorcycle madhouse. I say goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode.